Welcome back to another episode of Get Outside with Kids. Now, you've been listening through some of our episodes, and hopefully you have. We've talked a lot about the kids' side of things and how important it is for our children to spend time outside and why we're so passionate about getting those, those little humans in our lives more time in nature. On this episode, Kate and I want to do something a little bit different, and that's going to talk about the effects of getting yourself outside as the parent or caregiver. For our for ourselves, we're referring to ourselves as moms, whatever role you might have in these children's lives, um, and some of the mental health benefits of getting yourself outside and the importance of finding your own crew to head outside with. Many people have groups of friends associated with different periods of time in their life. So you might have your very old friends from when you were a kid. You might have a group of high school friends you're still in touch with. You might have university friends or work friends from your adult life. But what you find, I think, when you have kids is that a lot of those friendships, unless the person's at the same stage in their life as you, they might not have as much to connect with you about. And when you're deep in the you know, couple of months into being a, a new parent, you might really want to talk about sleep. And your friend who you've known your entire life, who you grew up with as a kid, they might not have kids of their own. Or their kids might be a decade older. And finding that connection can be really hard sometimes because they can't really appreciate it. They're not there in the depths and <laughs> not the depths of despair. I don't want to say that. But right. <laughs> a little really bit. Depth. A little bit though. Okay. They're not there in the in the same place as you. So, you know, one of the things that that Jen and I have been really fortunate to find is people who are at the same life stage as us at the same time. And we want to kind of talk about that. Parenting is really hard in so many ways. And we were never meant to do this alone. No one was ever meant to be raising kids alone. We're meant to have the support of our family, our friends, loved ones around us, extended family in some cases. You know, that's how that's how you're supposed to survive this. And the pandemic has kind of brought this into sharp relief for so many people who haven't had access to any of those groups of people. And they're sort of thinking, gee, this is really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I feel lonely. And we want to kind of talk about ways that you can find your crew, find people to connect with and, and bring a little bit of that connection into your life, as well as perhaps an improvement in your mental health from having connection and friendship with others. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, if you're listening to Kate and I long enough, I mean, Kate, Kate's not from here. As you can tell, she's from Australia. So Kate doesn't have most of her family here. Um, and same thing for myself as well. I am from Ontario originally. So most of my family and extended family still lives in Ontario. Um, and, you know, for many reasons, including the pandemic, we just don't get to see everyone that often. Um, but even with family, family is such an important role or can be such an important role in your children's lives. But there's something really special about a mom friend going through the same things you are. Because do my parents love my children? Sure. But do they want me to hear me drone on about sleep schedules and nap schedules and things like that? Not really. It's been a long time since they had to deal with that. So grandparents and aunts and uncles play an important role in your kids' lives, but they're not in the trenches with you. And so typically when we're talking about finding your crew, it's someone else who's right there with you, changing the diapers day in and day out, who you can lean on for support. Um, one thing that I've really found, I think Kate kind of alluded to this, is you're, when you become a parent, you may lose some connections with other friends. Um, and this is kind of an adjustment that you'll go through. And everybody goes through this and it's totally normal. You're not doing anything wrong. The reality is once you, uh, you know, have a baby welcomed into your life, you're going to be tired and you're going to just have limited kind of 
free time and, and just mental capacity for other friends, which means you're more naturally going to gravitate to friends that have children already because they kind of get what you're going through. Before I became a parent, I mean, you're just so naive on so many things. You just think like, of course, we're still going to go out for drinks. And of course, I'll just tote my baby along to all of these things. The baby and- will fit in with my life, <laughs> not the other way around. And there are some times you can make that work and everyone kind of has a different line on that. But the reality is the crushing weight of not sleeping, your body going through changes if you've recently given birth, there are just lots of things that changes. And what's important to you changed as well. You know, what became important to you before having children may be different now what's important to you after having children. Uh, So Kate and I were very, very lucky that we both had children at the same time. I like to say that I influenced Kate, but we know it wasn't the case. Maybe for baby number two. Jen likes to say that not only did she convince me to move to the neighborhood right across the road from her, but she told me when to have a baby, apparently. So you're taking credit for, and I think both of my babies you take credit for. I obviously had no, me and my husband had no (laughs) say. No, none at all. None at all, no. We were really lucky in that we both, we were already friends. Jen and I became friends when we were working at the Vancouver Aquarium together. We both started at the Vancouver Aquarium within a couple of weeks of each other, and we've been friends ever since. And it was just really fortunate that and it wasn't because Jen told me to have a baby. <laughs> it was just fortunate that we both were pregnant with our first kids around the same time. But I know lots of people are not that lucky. They don't know somebody. Maybe they had kids way after their, their friends did or way before their friends friends have kind of moved into that stage and they don't have that connection. They don't have somebody else with a baby the same age. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about maybe how Kate and I kind of found other mom friends or some of the, the, the trials we went through on that. Um, if you're a new parent, there's there's so many resources out there from things like, you know, depending on the pandemic state that you're listening to this then. Uh, but typically there are programs like at the library, drop-in free programs and baby swimming lessons where you can kind of start to find and connect with your crew. One thing I found, and I think Kate will speak to this next, is um, I was really lucky even with a few baby dropping classes as you're trying to like figure out what the heck you're going to do with yourself. Um, and I did meet a wonderful group of women who were having regular lunches together. Um, and this was great. So, of course, you're just so excited to be invited to something and meet some new people. And that was wonderful. And so I went over to one of the luncheons. But the biggest challenge I found is when, let's say you're a group of 10 moms, 15 moms, and you don't know each other yet, and you're in a big kind of group setting like that, I found it really hard to make a deep enough connection with somebody to kind of move to the next level. Um, So I was finding it tricky to to really kind of like pair off with a mom one by one. Um, And I loved the luncheon idea of getting together. But for me, I wasn't really making enough deep connection to go to a lunch for a couple hours once a week or once a month. And it just felt like we were having a lot of the same conversations over and over. Oh, how old's your baby? Oh, is your baby teething? Oh, my baby's doing this too. Um, And that's all great. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it wasn't really what I needed or wanted to talk about. Like, you know, sometimes you want to open up about maybe things, how things are going with your marriage or your sex life or lack of sex life or other challenges you may be having. And in a large group setting like that at a luncheon, depending on your comfort level, you may not want to whip out that information. Uh, And so for me, I just found that this big, large group setting wasn't what I was looking for to really make some of those deeper connections. Um, So kind of through some trial and error with that, I did connect with um, one of the moms um, and we had actually met in our prenatal class and she was someone who was also into hiking on the outside. And as soon as we had our babies, we kind of uh, connected together. And I remember leaving one of the luncheons to go on a hike with her actually. And as soon as I got out of the house and was hiking just one-on-one with another mom friend, I was like, 
oh, this is so much better. We're actually just here. Now we're kind of moving beyond just that kind of surface level conversation. And we're really connecting about stuff that's actually going down with our babies as opposed to like, oh, everything's great. And I feel wonderful. And if you feel wonderful, awesome. But I think for me, a lot of the time I was like, I don't feel wonderful and I have a lot of questions and concerns and things are happening, but I don't just want to drop that into a group setting where I don't know everybody. I really want to have those smaller one-to-one conversations. And so for me, it really was like the big group settings are great, but to really make those intimate connections, being able to be outside, walking on a trail around your neighborhood, one-on-one with somebody was really where I was able to open up more. One of my friends had a baby under very challenging conditions. There was a lot a lot of things going on in her personal life that made her experience very unique and and very tough. Um, And I remember her saying to me that she did what a lot of mums do and they go along to something, you know, a mums group. Maybe she found the group through Facebook and went along to a group setting where everyone's maybe they're having coffee together and all these mums were talking about, you know, whatever they were talking about. Oh, my husband's not changing enough diapers or something like this. And she said, she sat there and she just, because of her experience and what she was going through, she found it very hard to connect with what they were saying because her issues were kind of a scale of magnitude bigger than this. And she said she she was feeling uncomfortable and she looked to the side and there was another mum also looking uncomfortable who made eye contact with her and they'd never met, but they said, you know, under their breaths, like, do you want to get out of here? Yes. Yes. I do want to get out of here. <laughs> And they they just walked out (laughs) and they, this was sort of five years ago, they've become really close friends and they went, the things that they would do together would just be put the baby in a stroller and walk and just walk and walk and walk and walk. And, you know, maybe that setting, you could think, oh, well, I didn't really fit into that setting. I didn't meet enough mums through it. But if you get one close friend out of a setting like that, who you know you can rely on for years to come, somebody who's going to be in your life forever, that's an amazing outcome. So, you know, it's okay to not fit into those sort of situations. Through COVID, a lot of them have not been happening anyway. But not everybody actually enjoys that like big group, let's sit around, let's talk, like Jen said, at a very shallow level. And getting outside, doing something to move your body so that you're feeling like you're getting some exercise and talking to somebody in that setting can actually feel a lot more, um, a lot freer. You know, you can sort of share details a lot more easily. Jen and I have talked about this a bit together. Like, what is it about walking on a trail? Why? Why do you feel like you can kind of open up more? Something about not looking into their eyes. (laughs) (laughs) not making eye contact and having something to focus on in front of you, which is the trail. Even if you've got your baby in a carrier, you know, maybe you do need to pay some attention to your kid at some point, but you are focused on like one step in front of the other. And sometimes these things just flow a lot easier in that setting. Yeah, no, I feel like I've had some of my most important and powerful conversations out on the trail for exactly that reason. Um, You know, depending on where you're walking, you may be afforded a bit more privacy, which is kind of nice. I think of like a loud coffee shop and the details you might not want to bring up there versus a quiet trail or a quiet park somewhere where again you just you feel like you've got a bit more private setting. Um, and much to Kate's point, you know, when you're looking someone dead in the eye, <laughs> it's really hard to maybe drop that bombshell that like I'm not sure my marriage is going to survive this, or we're struggling to conceive another child or or whatever that those big topics might be. 
versus when you're out in the forest, you might know how long you've got, depending on how long your trail is. So you know you've got a couple of hours together. You may work up the courage during that time to kind of open up and share some of these details. Um, and anyone who is a parent, all of this stuff is very normal. Everyone's going to have challenges in different ways in their life. And so being able to get it out in the open is usually when you hear somebody else go, oh my God, me too, or we're struggling with this. And then you're like, oh, so it's not just me. I'm not crazy. Lots of people have challenges in their life, but we're so often so nervous about sharing with them until we get to make those closer connections to Kate's point. So I think for me, you know, it's really looking at like, how many mom friends do I really need? You know, there's all this pressure to make so many mom friends. When in reality, I'm like, I got time for like four friends in my life. <laughs> you know, if I'm being total. honest, oh, yeah, like total, like total four friends. And <laughs> let's make sure those four friends are four really great friends who I can connect with. And you could certainly have other acquaintances and things like that. But the reality is, is being a parent is I'd rather have four amazing women in my life who I know I can count on, who I know have children around the same age and who I can open up with than try and make maintain 20 kind of shallow level friendships where we're never really going to open up each other, be honest, kind of bear our souls and, and therefore kind of get maybe some of the mental health and support that we need. In Australia, a lot of my friends and family who've had kids there, you kind of get automatically assigned to a mother's group. And I know some of them were saying when they like, it's kind of by the community nurse or something like the health nurse in your area. They identify women in the area who've all given birth um, around the same time and they connect them uh, through that. And I know some of the, some of my friends saying at first it felt a bit weird. Maybe they're like, I don't know if I want to go, why bother? But years later, they have built those friendships within the group and throughout the whole group, you know, all of them in some cases, they're still catching up like five or eight years later, they're still friends. I think it's really trying out people, like being open to it, which is kind of a terrible time to have to do this, to be honest, because you might be sleep deprived you know, depending on how you gave birth, if you gave birth, you might be going through all kinds of challenges with your body. And now we're saying to you, you have to be open to meeting new people. That can seem really overwhelming, (laughs) but um, you just need to open up, just like open up the possibility that you might make a friend. And sometimes that those settings, you actually can make that connection with maybe just one person, maybe a whole group of people. I think the other thing about finding your crew is that Just because somebody's had a kid, it doesn't mean they're going to be your mum friend. (laughs) And sometimes you think, you know, somebody goes, oh, my cousin had a baby and they live right near you. I'm going to connect you because you're both on um, parental leave at the same time and you can be friends. And maybe you go and meet with that person and you're like, oh, well, you know, what's going on in your, like, what challenges are you facing? And they describe some things. And maybe you say, like, I really want to spend more time outside with my kid camping. This is an example I have. I want to, I want to you know, I'm, I'm wondering about how to go camping with my kid. And this person I was talking to, their face just dropped. And they're like, camping? We don't go camping ever. Even, like, before kids, we'd never been camping. And I was like, okay, we're not this, might, be friends. <laughs> this might not work because when, you know, if you weren't doing the same things before, there's a good chance you're not going to do them after you've had a kid. So I think it's okay to kind of like Jen mentioned, sort of speed date parents, other parents around and see if they're a good fit. And just because you both have babies, it doesn't mean you're going to be best friends and that's okay. Um, it might just be a way to pass the time one Tuesday morning when you don't have anything else to do. Yeah, I feel like I did a lot of that speed dating as well. Um, And much to Kate's point, like, I don't know, I guess I thought that like you, you also who have produced a human being recently, 
clearly we're going to be friends because we have both produced human beings, um, which is not the case. So I had many walks, lovely walks with people who were lovely people, but just weren't my people. And that's okay. And sometimes to Kate's point, if that's all you got going on that week, sometimes it's better than nothing. You're getting out the door with another mom friend. You can kind of have just a lovely little chat and leave it at that. Um, and it does take a while to kind of suss out to Kate's, like, what are some intro questions I would have in a date that were, I know this person might become my crew versus, well, it was nice to have a coffee and meet up, but that's kind of it for our relationship. So don't take it personally. If it takes a while, I feel like same thing for me. I had many friends being like, oh, I have say, I think exactly the same thing. I have a cousin who lives near you who had a baby. And I was like, oh, that sounds lovely. Let's meet up. And you go for one walk and realize like we have zero things in common at all. And just like our values and personality is quite different. So just because we have two babies at the same age, isn't enough of a bond together. There's got to be something beyond that. Um, because one day as me and Kate are kind of getting, you know, as our children are a little bit older now, like now we do stuff without the kids. So now we want to have the same shared activities. Um, like Kate and I and a few other mom friends go snowboarding typically about once a week. So that's a shared passion or activity that we have outside of our kids that helps to keep our friendship going. My sister in Australia um, sort of struggled to, you know, find that right group of people. And, you know, she she had a lot of friends who had kids, but, you know, maybe they weren't quite into same as some of the same things. Um, but also I know that she was really missing the activities that she did before she had kids. She connected with this group called Surfing Mums, who basically they take all the kids down to the beach and their surfboards. They're all women who have been surfing you know, uh, for many years in some cases, or sometimes they're just learning. They take all the kids down, each mum buddies up with another mum and they'll watch each other's kids while the other one goes out and surfs. So the kids have a ball. They're like playing on the beach in all weather. (laughs) They're playing on the beach. They're making a bunch of friends. The mums get to get away from their kids, get out into the water, have a surf. My sister says, even when the waves are very bad, which most surfers wouldn't bother with. They're like, oh no, I couldn't possibly surf that. Surfing mums are like, we'll surf that because even if it's just getting out in the water away from my kids, I'll do that. And then they come in and they swap and the other one has a turn. I think that's like a really been a really important part of my sister's parenting kind of journey, I guess, to connect with those mums, make really good friendships and remind yourself of what it is that you are actually at your core without your kids around because um, it can be tempting to just fall into this like all I talk about is diapers and and cribs and milk and you know all this stuff but you know you, it's like a little reminder of who you are thinking back now to those sorts of groups and how I would have done things differently maybe on parental leave is the best way to be included and to feel included is to include somebody else. And so that, and it feels really counterintuitive and it feels like something you can't possibly do when you have a baby. I totally get that. Sometimes you don't, but the act of asking somebody else, Hey, do you want to go with for a walk with me? Or, Hey, I'm meeting up with a friend for a hike. Would you like to join us? Can make you feel really included because you're creating that little community. You're creating that group. So I think, you know, I, I didn't do a great job of that part of like sort of creating it and building it myself. There's no reason why you have to find a fully formed group. You can make it yourself. 
Um, there are lots of ways to connect with mums through like in-person events, like we've mentioned. There's lots and lots of Facebook groups around um, where mums are like talking about issues in their local area and and uh, offering support to one another. So, you know, we, I think we'd probably recommend trying out a few mums, a few other parents. Maybe it's, it might not be a mum, but it might be a grandparent who watches a kid nearby um, who you just get on really well with and, you know, try some people out, see if you fit um, and then invite them to do some more things. Be brave. <laughs> be brave ask them put yourself out there and you know see if you can form those connections looking for some of those shared activities like i do think the mom's group at the library is great but there isn't a core activity that's bringing you together other than it's a free library activity another what about you sing the, the songs together jen isn't that a bonding <laughs> experience <laughs> so bonding to sing the songs and nothing against the library groups they serve a purpose but when you go for a group activity like moms who hike or moms who surf or moms who do pottery like whatever it is that light you up instantly there's just going to be a stronger connection because you're in a group of mom who have a shared passion or interest in something and your parents as opposed to by the way your parents and all we do is go to library so i'd say go to some of those free programs because they're great to kind of dip your toe into um, and if you can find someone they're great one of the things that i did is when we took our prenatal classes is you know we were in a group and it was in person this was pre-covid um, and there was about 10 couples there and me and my husband and I went kind of with the sole purpose of finding one to two mom friends. So again, I kind of was like pre-planning, like all these people here, they're going to give birth around the same time as me. I need to find one or two moms who are into hiking, who live near me. And that's exactly what I did. I tried to peel off into like little groups of them and be like, oh, what are you guys into? What do you do on the weekend? And trying to suss out some of those answers for people. And then what I did, it was a weekend class. Um, so one day we, we went for lunch. I asked them, I kind of put myself out there to Kate's point. We had a little lunch break and you were allowed to like, you know, go out and just grab some food. And so I asked the one couple, I was like, Hey, do you guys want to come grab lunch with us? And so we did. And then we got one-on-one -on -one talking. It turned out, yes, they're also into the outdoors. They live very close to us. Fantastic. And then the next day I kind of did the same sess out with another group and the same thing. When we had our lunch break, I asked the other couple to come out for lunch with us. And both of those couples Five and a half years later, I'm still friends with both of them. And one of them was on our podcast recently. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the right. amazing Kaylee on the episode called Live Tiny Adventure Big. She's just an awesome person who I've now been introduced to as well. So, you know, if you want proof that uh, mum friendships can last beyond like parental leave or maternity leave, there you go. Proof is in the podcast. Yes. And Kaylee even lives on the Sunshine Coast now and we're still in contact and, and meeting up whenever we can. So I think it's looking at those bigger group settings. And then like, like you said about your friends, like making icons contact, like who else here is keen to kind of take this to the next level um, and, and try out going out for a coffee or going out for a walk. Um, so for us here, I think it's really about it's speed dating, opening yourself up a bit. And honestly, I think the best way you know, to find out if you're on kind of that friendship path is go for a little hike together, a little walk, uh, because you could really learn a lot from a person, you know, not, not that it's good or bad, but you can just learn a lot from a person and their mannerisms. And if your personalities are going to fit together um, by going for a little hike together, you can kind of see if they have the same ideas about things, the timing of things, if their values kind of line up with you. So I love the idea of kind of testing the waters with like a little comfortable, easy hike and just kind of see where that takes you. You never know, five years later, you might still be hanging out together. If you have any parent friends who have been struggling to find that connection, who you know are sort of feeling lonely, very common to feel lonely, 
you might consider um, firstly reaching out to them, always wanting to connect with them, maybe introduce them to somebody you know, and maybe you want to share this podcast with them. Let them know that they're not alone in feeling this way, that parenting is hard. They're not doing it wrong. It's just hard. And having it be lonely as well, that part sucks. So if you want to share this podcast with them and and send them that message, um, hopefully they can appreciate that. If you want to know more about any of the things we talked about today, check out our show notes. You can also find us on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids. 